in that moment when I was sitting there and talking to these guys who were some of the coolest guys I've ever met, it hit me. It's like it you can't judge a place because it's a place. Right. Because there's people making it more than that. Welcome, everybody. This is the Wichita Live Podcast. My name is Landon Huslig, and I am host of the Wichita Live Podcast and curator of the Wichita Live ICT Instagram. Our guest today is Jacob Bolin, but you probably know him as DJ Tight Pants. We talk about how he became a radio personality and his journey to being a ninja and competing on American Ninja Warrior. Enjoy my conversation with DJ Tight Pants. All right. I'm ready whenever you are. All right. Let's do it. Yep. All right, I'm here with Jacob. What's going on, Jacob? Not much, man. Just uh, kind of wrapping up the work day. And... Yeah? Yep. Awesome. I'm here with DJ Tight Pants, as some of you might know him. But, Jacob, just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, my name's Jacob Bowling. Uh, but, like you said, most people just know me as as Tight Pants. Uh, that's because I'm, I'm on the radio. I used to DJ a lot of events, and kind of the Tight Pants name when it started uh, kind of took off more than... Jacob Bowling did so. Yeah, a little, little catchier, a little more unique. Yeah, it's, it sticks out a little bit more, so it catches people's attention. So mm-hmm. it stuck around. And what, what's the story behind that name? So um, I started going to Wichita State um, back in in 2009, like right when I graduated high school. Went to Wichita State. I also started working at the radio station iHeartRadio, which is uh, four stations. We got B98, 102 on the Bull, um, Alt 107.3, and Channel 963. When I started, mm-hmm. I was just part-time promotions guy like going to events like getting vehicles ready yeah (laughs) like waking up early staying out on the weekends working and stuff and but when i started going to wichita state at that time i wasn't on air or anything um and i was going to wichita state and i was playing in a in a metal band and i wore tight pants but like back in 2009 not a lot of guys were wearing tight pants it wasn't a common thing and like tight pants just started as a nickname at the radio station, and then I started DJing. Um, I was in a fraternity, and I start I started DJing like uh, events and parties and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I just went by the name DJ Tight Pants as a joke because it was already a nickname, and uh, it kind of stuck. Yeah, if it sticks, go with it. Why not? Because someone I remember someone at the first event was like, "Oh, you work for Channel Line Six Three. Uh, what's your DJ name?" And I was like, "DJ Tight Pants." <laughs> and when really I wasn't like an on-air personality or anything, I was just this DJ who happened to kind of work for Channel Line 6.3 uh-huh. in a different capacity, and it, it stuck. <laughs> awesome. Believe it into existence, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so are, do you still play in any bands or anything like that? Is that band still around? No. Um, we, man, it was probably five, six years ago mm-hmm. when we stopped. And then um, kind of when we... I started like DJing more events and shows and concerts and stuff like towards the end of the band. And mm-hmm. so once the band stopped, I just kind of dove headfirst into DJing. Like, gotcha. Fully Were into you DJing. playing an instrument, guitar or bass or something? Or? Yeah, I started at uh, guitar mm-hmm. and I eventually switched to bass because okay. I'm not like a great guitarist. <laughs> I can play like rhythm and stuff. And in a metal band, I'm like right. just playing breakdowns and stuff. But uh, we found a, another guitarist who could actually shred. So I was like, I'll play right. bass. Yeah. That's easier. That for sure. So how'd you get into DJing? Was that something you always wanted to do growing up? Did you have any experience before college? 
no, I mean, I've always been a music guy. Like, I, I just love music and playing music. But, I mean, the funny thing is, when I started, like, when the Tight Pants name came around and I started DJing, the first time I DJed, um, like I said, I, I played in a metal band. That's what I listened to was, like, screamo music mm-hmm. and emo stuff. Like, I was just one of those kids. Sure. And we needed music at a party for one of my fraternities and they were like, Oh, you work for like, again, (laughs) like I got thrown into it. Like you work for channel line six, three, you can DJ. I don't know. At the time I didn't know any of that kind of music, (laughs) but I was like, I kind of got committed to it. So I literally like that. I spent like a full day, like trying to find all this like hip hop and pop music to play for a party. Like this metal kid trying to find all this like pop music and stuff. And I mean, luckily I did work for a radio station. So I could just flip on like the radio and see what was playing and, that's kind of how it started. Well, I'm sure the fraternity guys would have loved some screamo music, there, right? <laughs> Played it like <laughs> their party going. Very on very few occasions, but uh, I mean at at the party, I I was always kind of like a quiet kid too. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I I just kind of like it, it kind of gave me something to do, and I wasn't I wasn't that outgoing. I was never like going out and like talking to people. I was mm-hmm. just kind of more reserved and stuff. So it, it like. It gave me something to do yeah. at, at an event, and people were coming up and talking to me. So, like, I enjoyed it. So, I like that's really cool. After that, I was like, oh, this was kind of fun. And then I bought some DJ software, and then I just kept learning more. Cool. It's kind of snowballed. It's awesome. Um, did you major in something related to music then? I uh, I majored in communications. Okay. Um, which is funny because I mean, people always ask like, oh, did you like communications major? Since I work in radio now, right. and I did, but my goal was I was doing like video and audio production. Yeah. I wanted to. Uh, did a lot of video uh, in like high school when mm-hmm. I was growing up, like just making movies and like my family went on, we always went to trips to Colorado mm-hmm. snowboarding and I always like film it and stuff. And in high school, my friends and I played ping pong all the time. <laughs> like that's just what we did. And I'd always like make videos of just us playing ping pong. And so I really wanted to do video stuff. Uh-huh. And um, so I was studying that at Wichita State. And um, like I said, I was working at the same time working in radio. So the same time I was studying at Wichita State, I was getting all this experience in radio. Uh, my major kind of goes with it, but mm-hmm. it's indirectly went hand in hand. And then by right. the time I graduated, I just kind of stuck cool. in radio. Awesome. Can we find those videos? Is there a YouTube channel out there with all your <laughs> hidden high school, middle school videos? If you can find them, I I, I mean, I don't have them, but it's kind of funny if you could find them. Somewhere I'd go back there. and watch them. We were, <laughs> this is really embarrassing. Uh, we call ourselves the Basement Boys. Okay. With a right. Z. Of course, it had to be a uh, Z. Yeah. So we were like a, a basement ping pong gang. So if you can find the Basement Boys videos, I'll watch them with you. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, what does a day in the life of a DJ look like? Do you get do you have to get up early? Like, what's it look like for you? Um, so for me, I get up. I mean, I get up early because I have a, a puppy. She likes yeah. to wake up at oh, six. I know how that goes. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so but before that, um, I mean, I, I didn't. I wasn't on the best schedule as far as waking up was. I mean, I get to work about nine a.m. Mm-hmm. And um, the first part of it, I handle a lot of the social media for. Alt 1073 mm-hmm. is kind of like my main gig. So I, I kind of go through our social media, try to plan out, schedule social media posts throughout the day. Uh, if we got different contesting stuff, try to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I'm on air from 3 till 7 on Alt 1073. Okay. I'm also on air um, on Channel Line 63 from 7 to midnight. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually on a station in St. Louis and a station in Des Moines, Iowa from 7 to midnight Wow. as okay. well. So um, kind of my day is... While I'm going through social media and doing that stuff, it's kind of, it's all kind of like show prep. Yeah. Like I just see what's going on in the world, 
see what's going on prepping for that day's show yeah prepping it, it kind of helps sometimes i'll make notes like oh this is what i'm going to talk about or it's like if i see some artist news like that's mm-hmm. good to talk about later because since i'm not on air till right. later um but it's kind of like just taking in the day and seeing what's mm-hmm. going on so for sure do you get to do or do you like to still do events on the side like djing outside of the radio or no not not anymore and when i dj'd i'd I always refused to DJ weddings. Like I was never really? a wedding DJ. It's like too much. I don't know. I a just lot like of pressure. yeah. I just like to go do my thing, and I'm not an MC. I didn't like to talk on the mic yeah. either, which is weird. Like you kind of help have to help run the show. Yeah, if you're it, it, it's weird because like I'm a radio DJ, but I'd rather just like kick back and play the music, relax. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't do. I used to do a bunch of like the like. There's a lot of like EDM shows. Nocturnal by Nature mm-hmm. hosts all these EDM shows, and I used to DJ a lot of those, and those were really fun oh, cool. and. I DJ'd uh, in Old Town. Mm-hmm. I used to DJ three nights a week uh, down there, and I did that for a few years, and then I kind of got. I was like, "This is a lot," so I kind of yeah. I cut back, back, and then eventually just called it quits on DJing. Mm-hmm. But, Are you involved much with the like local music scene? Do you interact with any of the local artists? Yeah, as far as uh, alternative here, yeah, um, yeah, I, I do a lot with that. I, well, real quick, what kind of what prompted the me quitting DJing. I moved to St. Louis for okay. a year and a half. Um, I moved there in May of 2016. Um, I was working in Wichita. I started doing like full-time uh, when, when I finally bumped up from part-time. Mm-hmm. Full-time, and I did nights on Channel 967 to midnight. And I did that for uh, a couple years, and then I got called from St. Louis. Our radio station's in St. Louis because iHeart, we have stations all over mm-hmm. the country. So and the guy in St. Louis was like, hey, we like what you're doing. We want you to come do it in St. Louis. So I was like, it's awesome. great. Like, I grew up uh, in the Wichita area. So and I kind of, like, had that feeling. Like, I always wanted to get out. That's what I was right. trying to do with the oh, band. Sure. Like, get yeah. out and make it. And that was cool to just, like, get a call and be like, hey, we want you to come work in St. Louis. So I, I was there a year and a half, which wasn't as long as I thought I would be there. Mm-hmm. Um and I was doing nights on there, like, Top 40 Station, which yep. is very similar to Channel Line 6, sure. like, pop music. But alternative music has always been what I, I listen to more. Like mm-hmm. I said, it was played the, in the metal band and stuff. Like, So I like alternative music a lot better. And when I did nights on Channel 963, I also did afternoons on Alt 1073 like I do now. And moving out in St. Louis to St. Louis, I was still doing Alt in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. I just like recorded my show from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, some pe- I remember some people, like, when I moved back, people were like, I didn't even know you were gone. It's like, because yeah. I still did my show just from right. St. Louis. But so I was there a year and a half, and then um, I had the opportunity to come back to Wichita yep. and be a more more present afternoon host on Alt-1073. Mm-hmm. And I'm now the assistant program director and music director nice. for Alt-1073. So it kind of gave me an opportunity to come back and play a bigger role with the station and the music that I, I really have a passion for. Very cool. And uh, one of my main goals was to really get connected and involved with the local music scene because mm-hmm. there's a ton of great bands in Wichita. And, I mean, I used to be there playing in a band, trying mm-hmm. to make it, and, like, I wish there was a guy, like, out there, like, supporting and, and pushing. Right. Um, so that's what I've been trying to do with the local bands. And it, it took me a while to get get a lot going, but I uh, I just in October I just launched – a uh, local music show on Alt 107.3. Oh, cool. So it's uh, Sunday nights at 10, and it's called Native Noise, mm-hmm. which shout out to my wife who came up with that title. That's good. It's like, I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> that wasn't like copying someone else, and she came up with that. Uh, That's really good. So Native Noise, and I just feature an hour of 
like local and regional bands. Awesome. I'll have to link to that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then I, uh, I actually post, so that, that airs on Alt 1073 Sunday nights. I also post it as like a podcast Okay. that can be found on iHeartRadio. Um, and it's usually up Monday. And uh, like I just posted a new one today from Sunday night's episode. Um, so you can listen to it sure. on demand too. Yeah, definitely. I'll I know definitely link that up. That's su- cool. Sunday nights are like, it's late Sunday night. Most people are home. But the cool thing, I mean, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio right. on the computer. Anytime, and then, yeah. And then so I wanted to make that available for people to be able to go back and listen to it again too. Awesome. That's really cool. Do you have any advice for somebody that's trying to break into the radio as a career or even like internships or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, internships is like the way, like if you can just get in your, get your foot in the door. And I think this is kind of the same for anything you want to do. Like if you can get your foot, if you have an opportunity to get any kind of step in, whether it's internship, part-time, like do it. You got to, you got to jump in where you can and Mm -hmm. and don't be like, oh, this isn't my dream job, but it could be, it could turn into it. Um, I, I mean, I kind of have funny story how I got into radio when I, Started working at the station. I didn't really want to work in radio. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I had other right. plans when yeah. I was in college. Um, my dad used to work in radio. Okay. Uh, well, he still does. He owns his own radio, radio stations now, but he used to be on B98 oh, uh, yeah. a long time ago. And uh, so I, I started working part-time just as like a college gig. And that was kind of like, it was just a part-time job to right. just have a job while I was going to school. And But I mean, while I was here, my goal was to learn as much as I could. My my goal wasn't to be on air, actually. So like I said, I was quieter, mm-hmm. more reserved. It's like, I didn't feel like I had the personality for an, yeah. an on-air person. And then and with with the DJing and everything, like I was doing DJing on the side and then they're like, hey, we want you to be a mix show DJ. So make make mixes that air on the radio cool. every weekend. And they that's where like they put me on, on like like before you heard me talking on the radio, you might've heard my mix show Okay, where it's like, Hey, yeah, you're yeah. in the mix with DJ tight pants. Yeah, definitely. Like, so I did that for a while. And then they're like, we want you to be on the weekend, like actually talking. And I was like, no, I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't really want to do that. And they kind of made me do it. Yeah. And Break out of the show a little bit. They're like, Hey, you're going to be tight pants. Cause the mix show and everything. And, and then from there, like, I mean, I learned, I was doing a three hour show, like every Sunday afternoon, like nothing crazy. And then from there, like, after that, I got the opportunity to take over nights on Channel mm-hmm. Line 6.3 once I was kind of figured out what I was doing a little more. And sure. then, like I said, St. Louis happened. So granted, I didn't plan any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it I, it turned into a career, and now I like it. Like I said, right. I didn't plan on getting into radio. I didn't want to do it, but now it's something I enjoy. And, That's awesome. And it started because I got this part-time yeah, job where I was working step, like 10 yeah. hours a week. But, That's pretty cool. That's awesome. All right, so I'm going to mix it up a little bit. So some people might know you for your DJ side of life, and some people might know you as the DJ Tight Pants Ninja. And so Ninja Warrior, how did you get into that? What kind of started that? Um, I mean, like a lot of kids, I think. I watched the original like Japanese show. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely to, did that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that was on G4 like in high school. Like mm-hmm. You don't know what they're saying. You just know these guys are doing crazy stuff, and they're like, wow, that looks so cool. <laughs> like It's just a just a playground for adults, which is what it is. Right. And that's awesome. Um, I, well, I actually got started, like legitimately started when I moved to St. Louis. Okay. Um, I was, I didn't, I knew one person when I lived, when I moved to St. Louis, I actually moved in my old drummer and my band lives in St. Louis now. So I moved in with him, but I, besides that, I didn't know a lot of people and I was sitting at home on the weekends, just watching Ninja Warrior Mm -hmm. because I was like, had nothing else to do. 
and I saw two people from St. Louis oh, really? on the show. I was nice. like, whoa, there's a gym here. And I never, I guess I never thought about even trying to get into that in Wichita because right. it just didn't seem like we had an opportunity for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I realized like, oh, there's a gym that I can drive to, I just started going. And uh, I mean, the first time I went, I could not, I couldn't do it like a pull up <laughs> the first time I went. And it was like, I was the most sore I've ever been in my life. Like the yeah. next day after going to the ninja gym the first time. I believe it, yeah. I was like, I didn't even know like this part of my body could hurt, but it, like it hurts a lot, and like I could barely move my arms. And um, but from there, like I was just, I mean, I was hooked. Can't, yeah, I, I don't know. I st- I found out there was a gym, so I started going, and it was yeah, it was awesome. I played sports in high school, and uh, yeah, I I kind of just stopped in college, mm-hmm. and it kind of gave me a way to get back into the gym. I never, I don't like going to the gym to like run on a treadmill, or, right? lift weights um and so that was kind of a way to get back get fit again and it made it fun sure and i just want to get into that a little bit i've heard you on a couple on another podcast and read some other interviews um and so can you talk about the heart surgeries a little bit i think that's a big part of your story right yeah um i mean that's why in in college i uh, just kind of stopped after college i stopped playing sports i've ooh. so i've had uh i've actually had four open heart surgeries um and it, it started like when I was a child. My first one was I was 18 months old, um, and I was born with a hole in my heart. Is like the mm-hmm. common term for it. It's called a ventricular septal defect. Okay, but it's just a hole in your heart, which is it's kind of common. Like it happens. I've heard of it. Yeah, right? yeah. It, it's pretty pretty common, or not as far as like heart issues go. Right. In like infants, it's it's one of the more common things, and mm-hmm. it's like I want to say it's like a simple fix, which. It is in the sense of like an open heart surgery. Right. Like I had as simple as I can get. <laughs> like usually, like I had an open heart surgery to get it fixed, and usually that's that's how you do it. But it's simple as in like that should be the only issue. Like mm-hmm. after that, you're good. Like I've met other people who've had uh, that, like a hole in their heart, and mm-hmm. had a heart surgery, and they've been like fine the rest of their lives. Turns out though, when I was six, my uh, one of my valves just like completely shut down. And like disintegrated, all right, well, and which good. was like a completely separate problem than the hole in my heart. Oh, really? Okay. I think it might have like it might have got infected, or like I had some issue after the surgery that they just wow. didn't pick okay. up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so at at about six and a half years old, I had to have another heart surgery to mm-hmm. get my valve replaced. Um, and then because it was a replacement valve, I uh, like clearly like it was. I think the first one was a pig valve. Um, and sure. obviously it's not going to last as long as like right. my normal human valve. So, uh, they knew I'd have to get it replaced again. So, or they always said like 10 to 15 years, but by, by the time I was 13, like I had to get sure. a new one. So mm-hmm. I had another heart surgery when I was 13 and then eventually another one when I was 18. Wow. And, uh, I mean, part of it was cause I was growing, sure. like I was always growing and I was really active cause I played soccer all my life, like year round, me and my brothers all, all played soccer uh, pretty competitively so i kind of like just burned through them mm-hmm. and uh yeah so eventually because of that like i i was still able to play soccer growing up i just i, I took a season off and then um could, got back on the field like a little bit right. later but uh i also like i could never lift like do serious like weight lifting right um because it would put too much like pressure on my <laughs> chest mm-hmm. or like football like really high contact sports like i couldn't do football and stuff like that but Right. Uh, yeah, I was always good for soccer, except my cardio. <laughs> my cardio <laughs> could hold up. Um, but yeah, when I was 18, I had my 
fourth heart surgery was like right after I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. And at that point, my doctor was like, or my cardiologist was pretty much like, you probably shouldn't play competitive sports anymore. So I actually had to quit my senior year of high school. I wasn't able to play. Right. Um, which is kind of a bummer. And my older brother played soccer in college. Right. Uh, my younger brother, who, well, if he's hearing this, he should have been playing soccer in college. He decided <laughs> not to, but he was better than me and my older brother, so yeah. he could easily be. So it was kind of that was the original plan. Sure. Was I wanted to play soccer, so that was kind of a bummer, like not being able to. And I played com- or uh, collegiate. Or, yeah. What? Intramurals. Intramurals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I played intramural okay. intramurals in in uh, college, but. I couldn't really like, I could run for a little bit, but like my cardio just wasn't right. there. And you just, can make that as serious as you want it to be. Yeah. Right. You could just be yeah, screwing exactly. around with your buddies and that's intramural. So. Yeah. And, or mean, it could be competitive either way. Yeah. So. But that's the thing with, with Ninja too. And why I had to stop playing competitive sports, mm-hmm. but I can run a Ninja Warrior course is in high school, like a com- on a, being on a competitive team, there's a coach pushing you to your limits. Right. Um, which my doctor's like, you have to gauge your limits. Like you can't yeah. have someone else determining that. So, but in Ninja, like on the course, like I can run and I can take it at my own pace. Hmm. Sure. Which is a lot different. Like if I'm on the course and my heart's like going crazy and I'm like, oh no, this right. is bad. Like I can literally just stop right there and wait. Take a deep breath. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Relax a little so, bit. But that, I mean, that's kind of how I got back into, into fitness and Ninja because that's cool. I kind of, I had to stop for, a particular reason and yeah. this gave me a, a way to get back into fitness and make it fun yeah that's again, a so. cool fitness outlet is that something you're gonna have to worry about moving forward or are you gonna have to have any more like on the 10 or 15 year horizon possibly um the hope is that by the time i needed another one um they'll have like stem cell research and all that yeah. all that figured out i right. know they're already doing some that's a good point some valve replacements with just like a cath procedure which sure. is not an open heart surgery um not the valve that i uh-huh. would need replaced but um i'm coming up on nine years mm-hmm. i think nine years what year is it? my last one was 20 i'm almost i'm coming up on almost 10 years since my last heart surgery which is the longest i've been like it's sure. always been six to seven years yeah, yeah. part of it's because i'm i'm full grown now i'm not mm-hmm. outgrowing my valve physically um but i mean that's a good sign it it when i i remember when i hit that like seven year mark i was like right. One, I was really scared for my next appointment with my cardiologist. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. it's about time they're going to say some bad stuff is going on and I need another heart surgery. And then I hit eight years. Mm-hmm. And I remember the like the anniversary of my last heart surgery. When it was eight years, I had a ninja competition that day. I was like, this is one of the coolest <laughs> things ever. And then, That is uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, so yeah. So for now, I'm good. I, That's cool. I don't have any signs of... Yeah, and I can't imagine yeah. that technology is that far away i mean yeah it's 28 the stuff they're doing is pretty crazy nowadays so give it a couple more years and yeah well back in 2009 um that that was the hope too when i had before i had my fourth surgery mm-hmm. um, i had a procedure to try to like uh, a minor procedure to try to like hold it off be- for a few more years because my doctor oh, was right. like they might have this figured out <clears throat> right soon so. so if we can hold it off that thing didn't, it didn't yeah, work yeah. i ended up having another surgery but um, yeah, so cool. Awesome. Um, so you're in St. Louis, started doing Ninja Warrior again. So talk about the process of submitting the video or how do you get onto the show and were you actually on the show? I know you competed kind of in the process, but how did that all work out? Yeah. So, um, I mean, since I was going to a gym, uh, regularly and those, I mean, everyone at the gym, that was like the first thing I did in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So those guys really became like my really good friends in St. Louis. 
Um, so, I mean, it was good. Like, they all had tried to been on the show before. There was, a couple, there was a couple people at the gym who had been on the show. So, they're the ones who were like, oh, mm-hmm. you should try to be on the show. Like, especially, like, I know the heart thing. Like, I know the kind of stories they like on the show, too. There's definitely a particular, like, they like the story aspect of it. And I know I got, for Ninja Warrior, I, like, I, I know I have a good story for right. it. Yeah. And it's... And so like, they're like, oh, you're going to get on like first try because like, we've been trying for years. So, so I kind of knew I had like good, a good story to tell. And I don't mean that like I don't want that to sound like. In a, in no, it's true, though. Way, it really, it like, really is true. Yeah. So and I, and I know I can use that to inspire people. And that's what yeah. I want to do. But like I kind of had help there. Like they they told me what what to do, the pro, like the process, because before I wouldn't have known the process. Yeah. But I mean, it's really simple, actually, like. There's a website called awcasting.com. Mm-hmm. Like you go there and that's where you start your application. There's kind of a it's a really long online like fill in the blank application. It's like nine yeah. pages almost. And some of it's it's background information, um, like friends and family, like what you do, or like what's your athletic background. Yeah. But they also ask like the tough questions, like what's the hardest thing you've ever been through? Sure. What's the uh like your biggest athletic achievement. I felt like all of my answers were like refer back to heart surgery because it right. <laughs> like fit everything. And then because uh, that like that was all athletics and life. Like that was a just a big part of yeah, everything. Yeah. And so it, and it takes. I mean that takes a while to fill out because you kind of get in depth with your story. But they just want to figure out like who you are, what's your story, and uh, why why you could be on the show. And then so. As far as you do the online application, then you have to submit a video application too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll tell anyone to, or tell if anyone wants to try out, like mm-hmm. what they're looking for is your personality. Like they want to see that you have a personality because it is a TV show. So right. they got to see It's entertaining. That, they're yeah, trying you, to sell something. Yeah, you got to be good on TV. So um, you have to make a, a video that's no more than three minutes showing like that you, you're physically able, you can do the obstacles show off your personality and tell your story. And so, sure. Yep. Cool. Uh, so have you just competed one time or multiple times? Yeah, I competed one time, uh, last season, it was season 10, okay. um, which the application, pro- I just actually submitted my video for season 11. Oh, perfect. Okay, the application process is, or they open at, uh, casting from November. It's about November to January 2nd is when they close okay. it. So yep. you have to get your video in by then. And they're about to release the, the dates, for season 11 it should be coming out in a couple weeks mm-hmm. um, but then filming won't be till like march through may like okay. I, I ran the course may 25th last year i think awesome um so yeah i've only done the one season i applied mm-hmm. and i got it i got on it was crazy like i didn't think i was going to get on after they started going because one city was dallas because mm-hmm. they it's it's six different cities every year and they kind of they put people in different regions yeah and one city was Dallas, which is like a five-hour drive from here. Pretty so perfect for Wichita. I, I thought I was going to be in Dallas. And then um, they always call people about a month out. So you, you kind of know. Um, so you start planning travel. And... Yeah, which I wish it was more because like. Right. Oh, yeah. That's but, still pretty short notice. But you know, because like everyone's posting on Instagram. It's like, oh, I got the call. So you're like, when you see the first video, you're like, oh, oh no. no, they're calling people. And you're just like, which makes it so bad because like, okay, in the next two days, like I could get a phone call which was like terrifying. Um, but I thought it would be Dallas if it was anything. Cause the other cities were Los Angeles, uh, Dallas, Indianapolis, Minneapolis, and like Florida and, or Miami or something like that. So I, I was thinking Dallas, which I didn't get a call for Dallas. 
Then I was thinking maybe Indianapolis because some of my friends from St. Louis got mm. called for Indianapolis. And I was like, maybe because I have that tie in there. And I, didn't, I don't know why I didn't think Minneapolis because right. it's only like a nine-hour drive. It's really, it seems farther, but yeah, it's only yeah. 10 hours. And then Minneapolis was actually the last filming date. So it was the very last to get called. Gotcha. That makes and, sense. But by that time, I was like, I kind of like stopped training and I wasn't doing much. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not, I'll just try again next year. Cool. And then <clears throat> I think it was May 3rd. I got a call. Oh man! And I like flipped out. Like I, I started like I was like already nervous. Like after I got <laughs> off the phone, I was like sweating. I was here at the station. I still had a lot more work to do, and I was like, I don't know how I can finish my my day. Like right. I was like, that'd be yeah, freaking out. Call. And it was like, like I said, May third. I ran the course May twenty fifth, and I had like slowed down training. So I was like, oh, I'm man. not ready. Oh, oh no, man, that'd be stressful. <laughs> uh, so how'd that go? These, are those clips online? Can some can people find there, your run? I posted some photos. So I I know you asked if I was shown. That they have a hundred people run the course in each city, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and they show about like twenty, maybe twenty people on TV. Right. Um. And I I went out on the third obstacle. Gotcha. And it was like I was right in the middle. Um. So the majority of people went out on the third obstacle. So I felt really good about that. But it like put me right in the middle of the yeah. pack. And uh, so, they no, they didn't show my run gotcha. on TV. Um, yeah, I gotcha. But like, I mean, I like I said, I felt good about about that. And uh, I do, I do have a video that I kind of like. They have a monitor, like oh, at yeah? filming. So mm-hmm. someone like filmed the monitor. my run, the monitor. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, but I don't think I'm technically allowed. To, no, that's fine. Yeah. I was just like, curious if it's anything, on YouTube yeah. or their website or anything yeah. like that. No. That's cool. What was the third obstacle that year? Uh, it was the ring hopper. It was like okay. I think I know what that one is. I haven't watched it in a little bit, but yeah, it's like it's a a bar that goes diagonal up, and it's got little like oh yeah okay pegs yep. on mm-hmm. it. It's kind of like this. A lot of people know what the salmon ladder is. Yep. It's kind of like that, but horizontal, and then you have to hop this heavy bar over it. Sure. And uh, I mean the main the goal on that is like to skip as many rungs as you can. It's like okay, skip four of them. Then I got one more hop to the top, and I'm good. Like that's the game yeah, plan. Yeah. That's like what the good people do. <laughs> I get up there and I skipped like two rungs. I was game like, plans out the window. I looked up and I was like, oh no. And I was like, I got, and at that point I was like, it kind of hit me. I was like, ah, oh, crap, I'm tired. And right, right. Didn't, yeah. So, but yeah, I think, I don't think people realize how hard some of that stuff is. A few years ago, me and my brothers built a salmon ladder just oh, really? out of wood in our backyard at my parents' house in Andover just for fun to see if we could do it. And we could do it, but it was, unbelievably difficult and then um over at like the forum i've tried their little course over there and my grip strength is nothing so i can't even make it across there it's like one swing and i'm down so yeah i don't think people realize how hard some of that stuff is i mean it takes like grip strength it takes a like a long time to like build that up yeah um like it's crazy like i think back or watch videos from when i first started training like compared to now it's like it's so crazy like the stuff i couldn't do right (laughs) it's like like i said i couldn't do a pull-up at all it's like from like i remember thinking one day like because if like if my arms were bent a little bit like uh-huh. i could do that but like a full extended all the way up. down i yeah. remember trying once like i bought a pull-up bar that's my advice if you want to get into ninja or anything like get a pull-up bar and then just hang on it um someone told me at the gym it's like how oh, how long can you just hang there like with the arms extended i could do like maybe like almost 10 seconds, <laughs> which is not that much. But like I did that as many times as I could. Right. And then eventually you can hang longer. Then you, that builds up all your forearm strength sure. and you can start doing pull-ups. But like... Uh, Gotta start somewhere. I, yeah. I remember thinking, I was like, you know, maybe it's it's physically impossible to bend your arms 
when they're like <laughs> completely straight. I thought that for for a little bit because I couldn't do a pull up. I was like accepted the fact that it was physically impossible. That's I was really just funny. that weak. Uh, do you do any cross training, or do a lot of people do cross training with like rock climbing? Rock climbing. I know a lot of the top ninjas like are rock climbers, but do you do any of that? Um, I rock climb a little bit, like here and there. I mm-hmm. try to go to Bliss um, when I can. I right. Right when I moved back, that was kind of the first thing. So when I moved back to Wichita from St. Louis, I moved back last November. Okay. Um, I, I went. I know we don't have a ninja gym here, so I right. got a membership and started going to Bliss. Because mm-hmm. my work schedule, I haven't really been able to make it that much. Uh-huh. Um, so if I can, I, I can't say I'm a rock climber because I don't sure, do that. Sure, that's fine. I was just curious if enough. you do yeah. it at all. Yeah, yeah I rock climb. I try to rock climb, and then I have some stuff at home that I train a lot on. Sure. Um, so do you, is there anywhere in town besides so i know this forum has a little bit of stuff um kinetic impulse has their uh, kinetic impulse parkour if you haven't heard of that um they have kind of a setup but it's not like strictly ninja setup but like parkour setup are those the type of places you train at or just at home or so i mean all i mean those two places punch the mic i mean those two places that you mentioned uh i've kind of been working with them Mm -hmm. um moving back I mean, I got real, really into Ninja Warrior, like mm-hmm. in St. Louis. Like that was all I, I worked, and then I went to the Ninja Gym, and that was pretty much it. Um, so it kind of consumed my life as far as I mean, it it was something I was finally interested in. Mm-hmm. I had quit DJing and music; I wasn't doing music anymore. So this was something like yeah. that I was really into. I got really into it. So moving back, that was one of the hardest things. Um, like it was really like positive and negative coming back to Wichita because I, I wanted to, I had a good opportunity to come back. It was cool coming home with my family mm-hmm. and really close friends and everything. The biggest thing is like, I put so much of my life into Ninja Warrior. It's taken over my life so much that I was now leaving the Ninja Gym, something I really loved and all these people that I met. And um, so coming back to Wichita, one of my goal, one of my biggest goals has been to like get Ninja Warrior going Cool in yeah. Wichita because we don't have a gym. And, uh, we have like rock climbing is great training for it, but it's completely different. And, uh, I think right when I moved back, I, I found out about, uh, Kip kinetic yeah, yeah. impulse parkour, like after I moved back and I was like, sure. how did I not know about this when I was here? Right. Um, and so I reached out to them and asked them if they, uh, like had any ninja stuff. Cause right. Parkour and ninja, it, it can go together. They're completely different things. Like I'm not good at parkour at right. all. I like going there, but I'm not, I cannot run and flip and jump. Like I can hang on stuff and that's about it. <laughs> like I'm good at hanging and now doing pull-ups, but they're, they, they're cohesive. They do go together. Yeah. They, a lot of stuff crosses over. Um, and so I, I remember reaching out and asking them if they had ninja stuff or they were going to like add any ninja stuff. And, um, and then I also like got in touch with the Wichita sports forum. Cause they mm-hmm. had that, they have their little obstacle course there. Yep. Uh, this, Sports Forum, when I contacted their uh, their guy, they had a new general manager, and he was like, one of my, like, I kind of reached out. I waited till, um, like, after I ran Ninja Warrior to yeah. kind of, like, it was really hard being patient, because, like, right when I moved back, I was like, I want to do all this stuff, but I was like, right. I should probably wait, because at the time, I had just applied for Ninja Warrior. Sure. It's like, I should wait and see how this goes, and because right. that can help me a lot. Like Yeah, a little more credibility. Yeah. For, yeah, for sure. Um, then I was lucky enough to to do it, to get on. And so I kind of tried to see what I could do uh, to mm-hmm. get stuff going. And the Wichita Sports Forum, they let me like redesign their obstacle course. Oh, um, awesome. So That's they cool. had kind of the s- same setup for 
probably since they opened. And mm-hmm. the guy let me get in there. Me and uh, I have a buddy named Alex Rude who goes to Wichita State now, uh-huh. and he does a bunch of like OCR, kind of the Spartan races and that oh, kind of very stuff. Cool. And yeah, yeah. So him and I have been working together. We redesigned the whole obstacle course at Wichita Sports Forum to try to make it a little more uh, just flow better and just be a better course overall. And uh, they also let us start like hosting some ninja events. So we've done cool. a few events there. We just did this one or did one this last Saturday, the fifth of January, and uh, uh, where we, they kind of let us like shut off the course. Mm-hmm. It was still open to the public, but people like came in and uh, like we built some obstacles, so we had those set up, nice. and people came in and we had them like run through a course, and we timed them, and That's cool. did some like training and coaching, and um, we've actually been talking with kinetic impulse parkour Mm -hmm. about doing some stuff with them too um we started a a facebook group Mm -hmm. called ninja warrior ict okay and so i'll definitely link that too i mean our goal with that is to if anyone's right now like there's such a big community with ninja warrior and like you go to these events you meet ninjas and everyone's so supportive like that's the coolest thing is like the goal of ninja warrior isn't like to compete against the other person it's to compete against the course. It's right. you versus the course. So like everyone has this one goal to take down the course. So it's like this big community aspect where we're all have the same goal. Right. Everyone's rooting for each other. Yeah. It's just a big community thing. And that's what we're trying to build is the community. That's where we need to start is like find the right. people who are interested in, in Ninja Warrior. Let's do some events. Let's get together. Let's go to parks and yeah. set up the obstacles that we built and like yeah, really do cool. what we can to kickstart it. So that's what we're trying to do. So we have that uh, Facebook group. Him and I are hosting events, um, building obstacles, trying to build some backyard op- obstacles and, uh, yeah, really get it going. We also, we started an Instagram too. It's like nothing super official yet. Cause it's just him and I, but it's air cap ninjas. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe we'll change the name if things become more legit or official or right. I don't know, maybe that's pretty, I like it. Yeah. It's a good, good thing to roll with. I came up with that idea. I was like, that's cool. So like we just started, we have some, I mean, we've been posting stuff cause we're yeah. going to we post a video of us. We went to Kip the other night. And sure. I think I saw that one. Yeah. yeah it's like our goal is like we're going to get out. We're out and do a ninja thing. So let's put it out there yeah, and definitely. try to catch the attention of other people sure who might be interested. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure there's at least so. a few people for sure. Um, do you think somebody's going to start like a ninja gym sometime or do you think it's going to be kind of out of sports forum or a Kip? Do you think that's in the process or? If there's someone out there who wants to start a ninja gym please contact me because I will help as much as I can. That's kind of been my goal. Yeah. Um, and is to get a gym of some sort going. And like I, I've, there's a few different avenues kind of that I've been pursuing, whether it's, can we expand at the Wichita sports forum? Like, do they want to add more? Like I said, they let us redesign, but it's like, can we add more? Or just right. like, I don't know. Yeah. I, That's cool. Is there anyone else in, or anybody in Wichita who's competed besides you on the show? Uh, yeah, there's um, a guy named Brian Doom. Okay. Who uh, he also goes by Major Doom. He's like he's in the Air Force. He's a major in the oh, very cool Air Force, and he's competed the last three seasons. Oh wow! I think I remember seeing him. I think when I was in St. Louis yeah. watching, I remember seeing him compete. Um, and I think I was like, oh man, that would have been cool if I knew him in Wichita. Yeah, no kidding. And then uh, Cassie Craig. Okay, I think I've heard of her. Yeah, she she went to which her and I went to Wichita State. I don't know if she knows this if she randomly listens to this, but we I think we had a couple classes together at Wichita State. Huh. I think she did communications also. Okay. Um 
And I think at the time I obviously wasn't doing ninja stuff. And then I think she started doing some stuff later, but I remember how I like, I found out she did stuff. I like, before I even saw her on the show, I think I saw like, she was friends with someone. I went like right. at the gym in St. Louis and then later oh, wow. I found yeah. out. So it's like, I, I was already in St. Louis when I found out she was doing stuff and I was like, oh, that would have been cool too. That would have been cool. Yeah. But cool. Um, so do you think the ninja stuff, I mean, I think I know the answer what you're going to say, but do you think there's a, this is a fad or anything? I know it's been going on for what you said, 11th season coming up, but do you think it's going to stick around or do you think something else is going to replace it? Cause I know like the rock just came out with his new TV show, the, the Titan, Titan games. games or whatever. So do you think it's going to kind of build on itself or something else going to replace it? Or do you think it's here to stay for a while? I think it's here to stay because outside, outside of the show, the sport has grown a, like tremendously. Like mm-hmm. it's insane. And it's really popular with kids. Yeah. Um, the gym I went to in St. Louis, like the, the clientele, the main clientele was like kids. That's awesome. The kids are coming out and doing uh, like coming to the ninja gyms because they see the show and right. they're like, they think it's so cool. I mean, I think it's cool, but they're like, it's another level for them. Right. And, um, like it's huge with kids and just as far as the sport outside the tv show there's a few different leagues like actual yeah, like, yeah. there's one called the national ninja league and they host competitions at different gyms all across the country like every single weekend there's multiple competitions because really cool. you can compete they have them all across the country you can compete and then like the top three will qualify for the finals event at the end of the year okay there's another uh league called unaa um it's united I remember what it stands for anyway. Exactly. I'll look it up. I'll yeah. link it. Yeah, UNAA, but they have qualifying events and they have their own finals at the end of the year mm-hmm. too. And then there's a ton of just like random competitions too, whether it's through the leagues or just like gyms do their own competition. Like there's stuff all the time. And there's a, I mean, if you watch the show, you might know some of the Wolf Pack yeah. ninjas. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're like all these guys from Colorado and they like, they do like a podcast and they're just kind of a community that they've built. They started doing Wolfpack Ninja tours. Like it's kind of their own. That's cool. Um, it's kind of a league, but they, they do these big events where they'll, uh, it's like head to head competition with the ninjas. Nice. They have all the pro, they have different divisions like pros, amateur, they have kids compete and everything. That's really cool. And it's this big like sporting event. And um, like the prizes for that are like $10,000. Oh, wow. Or like there. And there's, there's one guy specifically, Adam Rail, if you've watched the show, who's the like, name sounds super familiar. He's so fast and like with all these there's a ton of like speed competitions. Yeah. Most most of the like tournaments and competitions are speed. And like he's won I know like he's won like two of the Wolfpack Ninja competitions. Yeah. And like so like he's made like thirty thousand dollars just from Ninja. That's crazy. And the and this is like the first couple years for right. like these events building. So I think That's pretty cool. Especially with the kids competing, because all the kids compete can compete in the mm-hmm. National Ninja League stuff too. They have different age That's divisions. Really cool. And when you have the youth, who like I just heard uh, on the Armchair Ninja podcast we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier, um, they had the National Ninja League guy okay. on talking. And uh, he mentioned like how when it started, it was mainly just adults, but now like the youth league has pretty much overtaken the adults. Right, which so, is how you know, I guess it's going to be big in the future. Yeah. Right? If there's more kids that are doing it, then... Yeah, and they just they just kicked off the American Ninja Warrior Junior show too, oh, which nice. is airing now. It's on cool. it's on Universal Kids. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, with that, just outside the show, like very few people get a run on the show. Right. Um, like six hundred people a year out of a ton of like 
hundreds of thousands of people who apply, but like stuff like the National Ninja League lets anyone, because it's not a TV, they're not like recruiting for a TV show, like anyone Mm -hmm. can come out and compete. So it gives everyone the the chance to compete, do ninja year round. So Right. Is that uh, Adam, is he the guy that one because i remember i was watching a couple years i was really into it a couple years ago when jeff Britton was the first one to make it up but then the other guy like beat him that was guess barely that was isaac caldero yeah is he part of the Wolfpack or no he was okay that's Um, what i thought but there apparently after he won there was like some bad blood okay i think i heard about that drama (laughs) right (laughs) which they get into in a few different podcasts there's actually i mean if you're a podcast person i love really like listen to ninja warrior uh they I think you heard not Universal. Uh, NBC put out their own like ninja podcast okay. um, that they did. They did episodes after every like they just launched it this last season with season ten. Uh-huh. Uh, they did episodes, uh, podcast episodes after each episode aired, um, and they talked to Isaac Caldero and he kind of talked about that a little bit. Oh, also so, that, that'll <laughs> be interesting. That's cool. Okay, and before I forget, I want to talk a little bit more about you competing. Like, what does the day of competing look like? Because I know sometimes it'll go to like three or four in the morning or something. Can you talk yeah. about that? Um, so, so I ran uh, May twenty fifth was the run date, which was Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, I didn't run until May twenty sixth though, because they <laughs> film they film everything at night. Yeah, um, and they start filming. They started filming at like nine o'clock. It might have been nine thirty. I mm-hmm. think because is that just for lighting purposes? Yeah, because okay. they went. I mean, when everything's right. Yeah, they used to shoot during the day, like back in season two, but then they are up to Learned season four, it. maybe. Yeah, yeah they, it just looks better at night. Yeah, which is unfortunate for the athletes because it's a lot harder <laughs> to compete right. in the middle of the night. So that was Friday. We like Thursday. We did. I had to be there Thursday for interviews and like B roll shots. Mm-hmm. And so my wife and I left, um, we left Wichita Wednesday morning at like 6 a.m. I also, uh-huh. so this is a random side story, which I put this in my uh, application video for this year. So last year, I mean, with all my heart stuff, um, last year I almost wasn't able to compete in Ninja Warrior because after filling out a medical questionnaire, I uh, was told I couldn't compete because like I've obviously been limited in sports and stuff. Right. And so... Um, I had to get like medical clearance from my cardiologist before I could run. And this was the Friday before I was supposed to run the course. So I was like freaking out. But after a couple like frantic phone calls uh, (laughs) to my cardiologist, (laughs) they moved some other patients around and got me in on Wednesday, which was the day I was driving to Minneapolis. So like Wednesday morning, got up super early, stopped in Kansas City on the way to Minneapolis, got my letter clearing me. And then we continued to, to Ninja Warrior. That's pretty clutch by the doctor to move some people around. <laughs> like, sorry, like uh, Jim and Taylor and everyone else who needs their heart yeah, checked seriously. out. Like, we got a, a ninja <laughs> emergency. Oh man, that's funny. But okay, I'm sorry because that was a. I forget your question before. Uh, just how was the process of like late night that kind of thing? Yeah. So okay. So I mean, we we left Wednesday morning six a.m. Mm-hmm. So and then we we got there like in the evening like seven or eight o'clock at night. And the Mm -hmm. first thing I had to do was Thursday morning at 9am. I had scheduled for like my interview with them and B roll. Cause they film all that. Cause even, like I said, I wasn't shown, but they still film everything. Cause at the time they don't know who they're going to show. It depends on how you do. So filming was Friday night Mm -hmm. and I was hoping like, like it's Friday all night. They started at nine 30. So hopefully like Friday you can like, 
you you want to sleep during the day so you can be awake at night. But since I had to leave 6 a.m. Wednesday morning, <laughs> drive all day, be up at 9 a.m. for filming and all that. Right. Like I tried to stay up as late as I could Thursday night so I could sleep as long as I could Friday, but I couldn't like sleep at all. And then Friday I tried to take a nap, but I was like so anxious and nervous right. that like I couldn't take a nap. Like I couldn't <laughs> sleep at all. So so now you're sleep deprived. Sleep deprived. <laughs> And I show up, so they do like two different uh, like sessions kind of. Like the mm-hmm. first people uh, had to show up like at at nine, I think. Or no, the first people had to show up at, at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And that, that were the people who were going to start running the course at nine. Okay. And then I was in the later group where they said they were going to start running at 12, <laughs> um, but I at 12 midnight and I had to show up at 11 p.m. Uh-huh. But I got there a little early because I just right. it's gonna be better to get there and start watching some people oh, yeah. and but I didn't I ended up not running the course till three fifteen in the morning. <sighs> That's crazy, dude. And uh which like being there on set, like we can see like who's running the course. So mm-hmm. that kind of helped because it's like you just get right. some nerves out because like you see people doing it. So it's like okay, that's kind of get some ideas and you see how the course is and because Leading up to it, you you can't touch the course at all. Like really? you can see it. They have people, they have people testing the course mm-hmm. throughout the day, uh, throughout some of the days because they're adjusting the obstacles, and making sure everything's right. So they have mm-hmm. testers, so we can watch that from a distance. But like we can't touch anything right. until you, it's like you get one shot. It's like your your first time touching these obstacles is when you're running the wow, course. Wow, that's rough. So it's it's way better to like watch some people, yeah, even yeah. if you like you don't want to use the same strategy or technique because everyone's different. Yeah, you you want to use like what works for you, but it, it's for me it helped being able to see some people. But yeah, it was like standing around until. Yeah. Do they let the uh, <clears throat> the established like celebrity ninja celebrities? Do they go earlier in the night? Do they kind of get preference if they've been on the show a few times and they know they're going to do well? Or? Timing wise, not really. Really. Um, I, I kind of, it seemed like preference wise, it kind of seemed, I noticed a lot of people who had kids got to run earlier. That's nice. And my okay. wife and I were like, oh, well, we have a puppy. Cause like a lot of them are <laughs> Our like, kids back home. <laughs> like, yeah, like their kid, yeah, their, their kids are like there. So they can't stay out too late or, or, uh, like they're Skyping their family back home. Like I'll talk okay. to a lot of people that are like, yeah, I'm Skyping my, my family and kids back home. And I was like, dang it. Cause they're, they're, they were like, yeah, I'm running early. And, uh, wow. it seemed like those kind of people got preference to run run we, earlier you know now yeah i know now um but i don't think my no my wife and i are not gonna have a kid in the in that time <laughs> um i might have to try to swing the puppy thing but yeah i i kind of ran around right some of the some like really good people yeah i were there any big name people at that minneapolis one uh joe morofsky oh yeah who is that that's the weather the weather man right? yeah. and he the year before he went the furthest okay and wow I ran, I want to say I ran like two people after him. Yeah. Which was like a little nerve wracking. It's like a legend. And oh then... yeah. Well, one, I was like, sorry crowd for like, he was so, it was crazy seeing him like hype up the crowd. Like he was so good at like building the energy. Like, and I'm he just like, he's doing, yeah. it's about to get real silent after him. I'm sorry guys, but sorry to let you down. <laughs> so, I mean, it was cool to see him run. That's cool. Yeah. But, um, and then a lot of the like Colorado, like uh, Ian Dory yeah. is one of the Wolfpack like mm-hmm. Denver guys, and I actually ran into him at the hotel like earlier yeah. in that day, nice. and we talked, and like he could tell I was like real nervous, so I I saw him like shortly before I ran because he was kind of up there warming up too. He was running right around when I did, and like that was super cool. Like him, to, like I was walking by, I think he could tell I was nervous, and he was like, 
just be cool man he's like take a deep breath like just have fun with it like that helped me a lot like that was cool getting that from him and uh but yeah running the course i mean staying up till 3 15 to run the course like people are like how'd you stay awake like mentally it was pretty easy to stay awake like there's a lot going on but like right around like one like my legs were getting tight and like right so it's just a matter of like that makes sense yeah staying energized eat some food stay loose yeah makes sense cool um so what's something you often recommend to people um are there any like books podcasts movies music anything you recommend to people a lot for ninja specifically uh anything anything We'll open it up to anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I talk about it on the radio because I talk about Ninja a lot on the radio, especially around Ninja time. But like, I listen. There's a podcast <laughs> like we mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. the Armchair Ninja podcast. Sure. And that's just because when uh, I remember watching Ninja Warrior, and then the season ended, and I was like, oh man, like, what do I do now? All right. <laughs> like, I, I want it. more Ninja stuff. And I found out about that podcast where like they like in the season they just kind of like go through each episode. Right. Like this was the runs and this. And then in the, I mean, the off season is obviously longer than yeah. the show, which is a couple months. So they have a big off season, but they right. actually, they just started covering Titan games. Right. They watch that show and they do some other sp- special stuff throughout the year. But That's I just, cool. I mean, I listen to the Ninja podcast cause it's good to stay in the loop with Ninja stuff all year round. For sure. There's a few other Ninja, like Ninja podcasts. Um, the Wolf Pack, like we mentioned, has, yep. has their own podcast and, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. That's so. There's there's a few different ninja cool. stuff yeah. you can get into. Also, I I really love like true crime stuff. Okay. So I yeah. listen to the Up and Vanish podcast. I have not listened to that yet. Which season two like just ended a, a few weeks ago, and I'm so like, highly recommend that one. It's a good one. And then uh, the same guy kind of does, but he has some other people working on it with him. Um, so if you know about Up and Vanish, you might know about the other ones. He did one called Monster. Okay. About the Atlanta monster, or with the. Uh, Atlanta child killings and everything. And okay. it, it was called Atlanta monster is the first season. They just kicked off the second season, which is about the Zodiac killer. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I don't know, my wife and I watch a bunch of like true crime shows. So that's, I've been recommended some of these different podcasts, the yeah. true crime ones. And I hear they're really good, but I'll, I'm gonna have to give those a try. Yeah. That's, that's what I listen to. Also listen to, uh, there's a podcast called the bad Christian podcast. Okay. Um, which if you were like a, uh, a Christian kid who liked to listen to metal music like i was growing up uh it's the guys from the band emory okay and they like they have a podcast where i don't know they they talk about a ton of different cultural life stuff awesome yeah i'll definitely recommend that one as well um what's your definition of success i think if you are uh if if you have a like an obvious like set goal like if you're setting goals and then you achieve that goal that's a success but i don't think you want to stop and be satisfied at that like you should find your next goal and strive to that so being successful is i think just as long as you're striving towards your goals and then don't settle for if you accomplished one like what's your next one perfect that's awesome um do you have a life motto you live by or what's the best advice you've ever received um life i mean there's a my, my dad's a, a pastor so i grew up oh really okay kind i didn't of, know uh, that. yeah Very cool so i mean i'm like I'd kind of religious. I try not to be, I don't, I mean, there's, that can go a lot of ways, but like, I don't know. I've, I've always grown up like learning about Jesus and, and that kind of stuff. And one of my That's mottos awesome. is, I mean, I kind of learned at a young age with all my heart stuff, like, I don't know, you, you can be taken care of, like yeah. God's looking out for you. That's absolutely stuff yeah. I've learned. But um, one of my favorite things is uh, there's a Bible verse, Matthew, oh man, I'm going to, 
26. I'm going to look it up. But yeah, it's, go for it, it. it's uh, therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough worries about yeah. its oh, own yeah, yeah. Or of for its sure. own or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I mean, just growing up and dealing with all like my heart stuff, it's like, that's very easy to be like, oh no, I'm going through this or I have this coming up and just try to, don't let that stuff affect you. Like, don't worry about stuff that is is ahead. Like, yeah. It's going to be okay. You just got to persevere through it. And don't let, like, the future worries, like, tear you down because that's just, like, living in fear or cowering from something that hasn't happened yet. Right. That's awesome. Where is he a pastor at? Is he still, is he active pastor or was yeah, he a pastor? Yeah. Uh, so I was, I mean, I was born in Wichita. Um, I lived here about four years, and then my family moved to Winfield. Oh, okay. So that's gotcha. where I grew up, and gotcha. he uh, okay. pastors a church there. Nice. Okay. So cool. it's called Crossroads. Yeah, there's a, a Bible verse that... I like a lot. Matthew six thirty four. It's therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I love it. That's really cool. And it's just kind of, I don't know, why spend time worrying about something that's right. ahead when you should be focusing on what's right. in front of you, like directly, and not I don't know, just don't stress about the stuff down the road. Right. I think it it means even more from somebody like you who's gone through four heart surgeries. Like not a lot of people have gone through one, let alone four. So that's really cool. Um, do you have a habit you've developed over the past few years that's most improved your life? I mean, w- getting back into fitness. I mean, yeah. that's, Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely just the habit of working out and staying fit and, um, which Ninja kind of gave me cause, yeah. uh, it gave me a reason to stay active and stay fit in a, so I just, yeah, fitness. Cool. Also, I I used to eat terrible like I, until my wife, bless her, because <laughs> I, I literally went, when I grew up, I just never ate vegetables. Yeah. Like I was one of those kids, super picky. Mm-hmm. First time I had a salad, I was 19 years old. <laughs> and uh, when I started dating my now wife, Claire, uh, I mean, she like pretty much only eats like vegetables. So she, I don't know. She, yeah. she cooks right very path. healthy. <laughs> she cooks very healthy and... It's helped me a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what is your favorite part of Wichita? Or is there like a, a hidden gem, maybe a hidden restaurant or something? Or just what's your favorite part of Wichita? I mean, recently, I like all the breweries that yeah. have popped up. Cause, oh, yeah. I mean, being in St. Louis, I like I like a good beer. Yeah. My wife and I drink a lot of wine. And wine and or a really good craft beer. And being in St. Louis, like it's a beer city. So yeah, there's a is. lot of cool options. So coming back, I mean, that that's nice. Set. Do you have a favorite couple of breweries here? I really like um, War. Is it no War Beer's the beer? Uh, Walnut River, yeah. which is out of El Dorado, but right, they right. just opened their poorhouse. Sure, because um, they have one beer, uh, the Irish Red or War Beer. War Beer, I, I have some of that in my fridge right now. So, so good, yeah, that's awesome. And then I really love the uh, Wichita Brewing Company Vanilla Porter. Yeah, Vanilla what is that? What's it? Is it just Vanilla Porter? Uh, yeah, they, they, I think yeah, it's w- just Vanilla Porter. Yeah, it's Wichita good. Brewing Vanilla Porter. Cool, it's that's awesome. Good. Yeah, we moved down to uh, Texas for nine months down in twenty or in twenty sixteen for my job, and then we came back, and it seemed like the breweries just exploded in town, and yeah. there was like ten of them all of a sudden. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Also, the Leslie Coffee Shop that just opened up. Oh, I'm in which there. Is, it's in Delano, and they just opened like within the last couple of weeks. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Um, is there anything you wish Wichita had that it doesn't, which I guess I think Ninja I know what you're, <laughs> you're saying <laughs> before I finish. Work in progress. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so just kind of a couple more questions. What does Wichita mean to you? Wichita, I mean, it's, I think a lot of people 
who've grown up here and never, I think I heard this on, I listened to the last podcast you put out. And yeah. I think this guy kind of, he said it really well. I, for, I forget his name. Rolf Potts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I know he, he touched on people being in Wichita kind of want to get out or maybe mm-hmm. it was something you said. Yeah. People, and then when you, you mentioned you guys moved away a little bit yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh, we missed it a lot. But for sure, it's very, I think it's very easy being here and being like, oh, I want to get away and then overlook the, the cool stuff right. that is here. Yeah. Um, but I think there are a lot of people here who are, who don't have that attitude and mentality. There are a lot of people striving to make Wichita take take it to the next level, right. make it a place where people can say, "I'm from Wichita and I'm proud to be from Wichita." Absolutely. Um, so if that kind of, if that kind of answers, yeah, it. that does. Yeah, um, I had uh, this one realization one time where because I used to have that attitude a lot, and um, this was at the time when I lived in St. Louis. I was visiting Des Moines because I, I started doing the radio station in Des Moines while mm-hmm. I was in St. Louis, and I went up to Des Moines, and I never Des Moines was never a, a city I thought about. I kind of thought right. it was similar to Wichita. Yeah, and I went there, and I just I there was this coffee shop kind of close to the radio station. I was doing some work there, and I just walked down to the coffee shop, and I I I just I got my my normal coffee. It was really cool, like really like hip like all modern and yeah yeah cool coffee shop and i sat down at the bar which was like right off the barista bar and the two owners started talking to me they're two guys from california los Mm -hmm. angeles who moved to des moines and just started this coffee shop and i like i remember i said i was like it's so funny like you hear about like Mm -hmm. the like the kids from kansas the kids from iowa who move out to la to try to make it and here's two guys from los angeles who moved to the midwest yeah to to make it and um it kind of like in that moment when i was sitting there and talking to these guys who are some of the coolest guys i've ever met it hit me it's like it you can't judge a place because it's a place right because there's people making it more than that yep and like there those people are in wichita too like there's like um adam hartke has been doing everything with all the venues and wave uh-huh. and like yeah yeah been kicking off all that stuff and all the cool bands and like the new coffee shops and breweries and all that stuff that's opening up it's those people. It's not the place mm-hmm. that's holding everything down. Like you have these people that are right bringing everything up. That's awesome. Cool. Um, so I really appreciate you coming on. Do you have any final comments or calls of action to Wichita or the community? I'm um, just remember that d- don't sit to anyone who who like sits back and might say like Wichita like there's nothing going on in Wichita like you're the people who kind of like. <laughs> You need to get out and figure out all the, the stuff that is going on in Wichita because um, w- when I moved back, I was really excited because it seemed like there was this big kind of creative shift and yeah. catalyst that was starting. So I was excited to come back and try to help be a part of this with the station mm-hmm. and knowing like my position in the station, I, like helping the bands, like that That was one of my goals Yeah, was to really be a part of that movement. And I mean, it's easy to sit back on your couch and complain or you can like get up and try to help right. be a part of it. Awesome. Um, where can people find you on social media? What social media are you most active on? Um, I'm, I mean, I'm on Instagram and Twitter are my big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm on Facebook too. Everything's just slash or at DJ type pants. Perfect. Like I said, I wasn't taken. No, I mean, <laughs> like I said, nine years ago, man, DJ type pants. I was the one Although tight pants is not available, I had to go with DJ, DJ tight, tight pants. pants. That's all right. That works. Which a lot cool. of people, it's like a lot of people will just call me like DJ tight pants now. Right. And I'm like, I never 
ever say DJ tight pants on the radio. Really? Okay. Just tight pants. That's really funny. But I think it's because all my social media. Right. And of course, I'm on the radio all the time. So you can uh, listen in Alt 107.3 from 3 till 7 weekday afternoons. And then the Native Noise Show Sunday nights at 10. And then Channel Line 63 weeknights 7 to midnight. And then I'm pretty active on the social medias too. It's at Alt 107.3 Wichita and at Channel 963. For sure. Yeah, I'll link that up and link up a lot of the stuff that we talked about. But appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's cool. awesome. It was fun. Thanks. Thank you to everyone who stuck it out and listened to this episode of the Wichita Live podcast. Thanks to the local Wichita band, The Caves, for use of their song. You can find links to everything we discussed in the show notes at wichitalifeict.com. If you have any comments or recommendations for our podcast, feel free to contact us at wichitalifeict at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, hasta luego.